Section four of A Talk About Flowers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kathleen. Talks About Flowers by Mary Decker Welcome. A Talk About Stocking the Garden. The flowers we love, they are those we gathered years ago, when we played at home. Flowers by the doorstone, dropped and scattered, here and there as a child would roam. How shall I stock my garden? Is a question often asked by amateurs. That depends very much on the size, location, and soil of the ground to be furnished. If the site is elaborate, and the beds to be geometrically laid out, much skill, artistic taste, and generous expenditure is needful to produce a fine effect. If the flower beds are cut in the lawn, a different classification and arrangement of plants will be needful. If they consist of long beds bordering a walk, or one bed only, beneath the front window, there needs to be a grouping of flowers adapted to the situation. None but the wild garden ought to be stocked haphazard style. Arrange always so that there shall be a succession of flowers during the entire season. For if you devote a space for those of brief duration, you will by and by have a barren spot by no means pleasing. The most exposed situations ought, of course, to be arranged with special reference to the best possible effects or continuity of bloom and harmony of colors. Don't mix in all sorts of colors and sizes of plants in any bed. Masses of distinctive colors always have a fine effect, where there are varieties that have more show of flowers than of leaves. It is well to intersperse plants whose beauty lies more in their foliage than in blossoms. The beautiful coleuses, acaranthes, and alternanthera, with their richly colored leaves, and pyrethrums, with their vivid green lanceolated foliage, are very effective for this purpose. Cannas are very fine among tall, free-blooming plants, particularly for centers. Care ought always to be had in selections so that a tall and coarse plant shall never have for its surroundings the low and delicate growers. Imagine the effect of a gorgeous California sunflower or a towering hollyhock in the midst of a bed of pansies or tea roses or a dahlia in a bed of verbenas. Have your large stocky plants in a bed by themselves, unless it be as a background border for the more delicate flowers. A long bed running beside a fence or one beneath the windows of a dwelling house can have with good effect a dense background of shrubs or pompon dahlias or even the taller dahlias if relieved by a fence where there is a large bed directly beneath the front windows a good arrangement is to have first trailing vines that shall cover far up the sides of the dwelling for this the ipomeas are very appropriate of these there are numerous varieties one mononox with its large fragrant blossoms which however expand in the evening mexicana grandiflora alba immense flowers of white long tube a native of mexico grows to the height of ten feet one heterosea superba is bright blue with white margin ivy-like foliage and one fomoratus a new japanese variety with foliage beautifully mottled and marbled with white coccinea or star ipomea bears a great profusion of small flowers scarlet striped with white 
with any of these vines of the canary bird flower intermingled would have a superb effect the light green deeply laxinated leaves and bright yellow fringed flowers proving a marked contrast to the foliage and blossoms of the ipomea it is a very rapid grower and will climb and branch out ten feet or more in front of these climbers or whatever others may be preferred a row of sweet peas quite thickly set can be trained so as to fully cover the vines below the flowering branches and to conceal the unsightliness of these low down a row of pyrethrums or some dwarf compact plants would be attractive then a walk if the bed is sufficiently wide the plants on the opposite side can be arranged so as to have those of medium height next to the path and low bedding ones for the foreground verbenas are very fine for this and so is the double portulaca for an edging many things are appropriate whether one desires merely a low green or a border of dwarf blooming plants for the latter we know of nothing prettier than the new dwarf candy tough tom thumb its habit is low and bushy and its clusters of white blossoms continue a very long time mr vick has for several years recommended thrift as the best edging plant for northern climates it is easily propagated from cuttings every piece will make a plant if taken in the fall or spring and is perfectly hardy it bears tiny clusters of pink flowers and the foliage is fine for floral work in arranging your garden stock study the adaptions of your plants to certain positions some require for their best development a great deal of sunshine others require somewhat sheltered positions portulacas revel in dry and sunny spots laughing at drought while pansies love a cool and moist situation therefore to bed them in a sandy soil and a position where they would be exposed to the intense sunshine of midday and the portulaca in the sheltered moist situation would be a great mistake coleuses ought not to be set in a very open sunny place but with plants that will serve as a protection somewhat or they will lose their vivid markings we observe this first with sea shaw when exposed to a strong light the rich velvety maroon changed to a dull color hue but when partially shaded it was of a very deep rich color the next summer we had the beautiful pictus and its leaves looked as though they were indeed painted with yellow brown and green but exposed for a time to the direct sunshine nearly all day it changed to a dark green with brown markings and robbed of its gold it possessed no special beauty we speak only of our own experience which has not been limited by any means to these two varieties we have had a few that would retain their distinctive markings well even in quite an exposed situation in the arrangement of your garden have it adapted to its surroundings the broad-leaved palms the tropical caladiums the stately cannas the cape jasmine and crape myrtle are in perfect harmony with the well-kept lawn and stately mansion but quite out of place in the simple border of a vegetable garden or rough grass plot belonging to a low plain cottage i will tell you of a bit of a garden furnished in the harmony with its surroundings it was rudely dug and roughly finished by two very small hands it was a very wee bed indeed it was fenced on the side by a rough board shed on the north by an old stump the other side and end had no protection without any method of arrangement 
or reference to artistic effects here was massed the following assortment monk's hood bachelor's buttons butter and eggs star of bethlehem poppies and marigolds these last more odorous than fragrant old-fashioned flowers truly but they harmonized with their surroundings and the little pale-faced child thought them very beautiful it is not essential to harmony however that the flower bed be rudely prepared though the cot be lowly and its surroundings rough the garden however small can be neatly prepared provided there are stronger and older hands than those of the little maid referred to and there may be a display of taste in the arrangement of the most common flowers in our day at least where beautiful varieties are within reach of all but it was not so fifty years ago boxes of flower seeds were not to be found in the shops catalogues were not scattered broadcast like autumn leaves and as free a greenhouse at your door was not then as now a verity schoolgirls exchanged their limited floral treasures and now and then a slip could be begged from the fortunate possessor of a few house-plants but if greenhouse flowers were rare there were thousands in the meadows on the hills in the woods the sweet may flowers unknown then to the little maiden as the trailing arbutus the anemone hepatica columbine violets of different hues wild roses gay lilies and late in autumn the lovely fringed genetian each chalice moulded in divinest grace each brimmed with pure intense and perfect blue what could be more lovely than the garnered treasures of the greenhouse but our talk is a long one and we will defer to another what we have further to say on this subject end of a talk about stocking the garden